Mike's Daily Podcast. Wow, it's like seeing an old friend. It's been a while. Hey. Mike's Daily Podcast. I'm Mike Matthews. This is FF episode 2431-2431. And I am happy to be here. I am someone who likes to do this podcast daily. That's the name Mike's Daily Podcast. We're at Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley Podcast. And I say that... Even though I was gone for a week. Mike's Daily Podcast. And as you heard from the people just singing just there, it's not called Mike's Weekly Podcast. It's still called Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike's. I didn't hear from any of you. Daily. Why didn't you like. Podcast. Like. Like. Yeah. Complain. And go, Mike, where are you, Mike? Where are you? Where are you with the podcast, Mike? From Cafe Anyway. How. How am I supposed to get through my day without hearing you, Mike Matthews? Nope, none of that. So, thanks for not putting that pressure on me. Thanks for not existing. (laughs) Thanks for not being real. People that listen to this podcast that aren't really listening and therefore don't hear. It's like the tree in the forest. Does the forest really have trees if no one can hear them? Wait, is that the expression? No, wait, if a tree falls in the forest and doesn't kill anybody, does that tree really exist? Is that it? Or if I heard that tree fall on top of me, ouch, that hurts, and nobody yelled timber, does that tree really exist? Anywho, cafe anywho, cafe anyway, welcome. The last podcast, we covered some very important topics. We talked about strokes, and it was May 1st, the last podcast, and that was... Also the beginning of Stroke Month, Stroke Awareness Month. So it was very important that we talk about it. I actually since then have spoken to someone who actually had a stroke. And he's in his early 60s. And I have to say... And here's today's podcast picture. It's not of this person. It's of a beautiful little bit of flowers blooming in Podcastro Valley. See that picture at MikeSillyPodcast.com. I took it yesterday. No, he was telling me how, because we were actually discussing May the 4th also happened this past week, the Star Wars Day, and how he went on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. I forget if it was the one in California or the one in Florida, but he said right after he rode that ride, he said he realized he will never ride that ride again because... It was after that ride that he started to begin to feel the beginnings of a stroke and started having the... That's right, Basil. The late, great Basil of Oxer. He is not in today's podcast picture, but he was in a recent one. And this, this picture that I took was actually on this particular route that he and I walked many, many, many times. It was the default walk route that he and I would go on all the time, so... Remembering the late, great Basil the Boxer. And remembering my late mother today. Very sad. The first Mother's Day without her. Though she was in Florida, she moved to Florida in the early 2000s. I did not get a chance to spend, physically actually be in the same area as her on Mother's Day until I think it was 2017. I made it to Daytona Beach. Mom did not like going out on Mother's Day. She hated the crowds and how all the restaurants were booked solid. She, she couldn't stand waiting for and big crowds and waiting for a table and all that. But 
We still went out to dinner on Mother's Day 2017 when I visited her. We actually, that was a great trip because we also rode a roller coaster. We had a bunch of fun as I visited her in Daytona Beach. The roller coaster that no longer exists in Daytona Beach, they have since taken it down. But just remembering her and if your mom is no longer with you, if she's passed on, I hope you think a good thought for her. Remember some good memories with them. And if you are a mom, thank you for all that you do. You're, I, it just, I was talking with my lovely lady friend today about the amazing work that moms do and all that they go through. And several moms that we know that are just wonderful people and they've been through, it's a lot of work. They've been through a lot. So, back to strokes though. He said, this guy I talked to, right after the ride, and Rise of the Resistance has a lot going on. They use a lot of different ride concepts to make it happen. There's trackless cars, these new ways of traveling through a ride where the car no longer has to sit on a track. It's all like, I think, magnetically pulled I don't know, that's a new video channel that I'm watching where there's this young kid who dissects all the rides that Disney has and Universal and all the other amusement parks. How do they make this ride happen? I'll have to see how it is. But somehow they make it so these these cars, these vehicles that you sit in don't actually ride on a rail. And they did that in Rise of the Resistance. They also have some of those, what do they call them? They're, they're uh, virtual, not virtual, but it's a type of you're, you're sitting in a, in a box, basically, and you're looking at a movie screen and it simulates. It's a simulator. It moves back and forth and it's choreographed. It's synced with what you're seeing in the video. And they do a little bit of that and all, animatronics and it, it's just over the top. Big ride. And after... This guy I talked to rode that ride And there's a couple of parts where you feel like you're going Down actually you, you drop And he said after that is when he started feeling the symptoms And that mostly was more He felt like he had a pinched nerve But some of the stuff I was talking about In the last podcast That I got from the CDC website About slurred speech And the whole uh, I think it's called FAST is that it? That, that, that's the acronym you need to use to try and figure out what, what's going on, what to do with a stroke. But he told me, so after his stroke that he had, he used to never take any medication. And now he's got to take Lipidor for the fat in the blood to keep that from getting too high. So it won't cause another stroke. And also he has to take a baby aspirin, I guess, to thin the blood. And it's a lot, it's a, he said it's like a cocktail. There's a bunch of other pills he's got to take. But as I was talking about in the last podcast, if you do have a stroke, you definitely want to stick with what your doctors are prescribing to you. But I heard an interesting uh, thought about antioxidants and how they, to, to have... Uh, you know, free radicals in your body may make your life more 
dangerous for catching or getting having a stroke as we go outside a cafe anyway we're bringing mike's daily podcast somewhere in podcastro valleyton the last place on earth how antioxidants are bad they're man-made uh or natural oh they they are good actually antioxidants are good they're man-made or natural substances that may prevent or delay some types of cell damage. Diets high in vegetables and fruits, which are good sources of antioxidants, have been found to be healthy. However, research has not shown antioxidant supplements to be beneficial in preventing diseases. Examples of antioxidants include vitamin C and E, selenium, carotenoids, beta-carotene, lysopene, Lutein and Zeaxanthin. This, according to nccih.nih.gov or the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, their website. They are talking about what you should know about antioxidants that vegetables and fruits are rich sources of antioxidants it's good evidence that eating a diet that includes plenty of vegetables and fruits is healthy and official u.s government policy urges people to eat more of these foods research has shown that people who eat more vegetables and fruits have lower risks of several diseases however it's not clear whether these results are related to the amount of antioxidants in vegetables and fruits to other components of these foods, to other factors in people's diets, or other lifestyle choices, rigorous scientific studies involving more than 100,000 people combined have tested whether antioxidant supplements can prevent chronic diseases, such as cardiovascular diseases, or cancer, or cataracts. In most instances, antioxidants did not reduce the risk of developing these diseases. Concerns have not been raised about the safety of antioxidants in foods, however. High-dose supplements of antioxidants may be linked to health risks in some cases. Supplementing with high doses of beta-carotene may increase the risk of lung cancer in smokers. Supplementing with high doses of vitamin E may increase risks of prostate cancer and one type of stroke. Antioxidant supplements may interact with some medicines. And all your healthcare providers should know about complementary and integrative health approaches that you use. Give them a full picture of what you do to manage your health. And this can help ensure coordinated and safe care is the whole point of this website. Free radicals are highly unstable uh, molecules that are naturally formed when you exercise and when your body converts food to energy. Your body can also be exposed to free radicals from a variety of environmental sources, including cigarette smoke, air pollution, sunlight. Free radicals can cause oxidative stress, a process that can trigger cell damage. Oxidative stress is thought to play a role in a variety of diseases, including cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, 
and eye disease like cataracts and macular degeneration. Antioxidant molecules have been shown to counteract oxidative stress in laboratory experiments. However, there is a debate as to whether consuming large amounts of antioxidants in supplement form actually benefits health. There's also some concern that consuming antioxidant supplements in excess may be harmful. So for the time being, they're saying vegetables and fruits are healthy foods and rich sources of antioxidants, and that's what you need. And the US government policy officially urges people to eat more vegetables and fruits. Concerns have not been raised about the safety of any amounts of antioxidants in food. And they also suggest here on this website to go to the US Department of Agriculture webpage on antioxidants and phytonutrients. So there it is. That's what they're finding. Observational studies on typical eating habits, lifestyles, and health histories of large groups of people have shown that those who ate more vegetables and fruits had lower risks of several diseases, is basically what it boils down to, including strokes and cancer, cardiovascular disease. So that's one way to really help yourself, consult your doctor. Observational studies can provide ideas about possible relationships between dietary or lifestyle factors and disease risk, but they cannot show that one factor causes another because they cannot account for other factors that may be involved. Like when people eat more antioxidant-rich food, that might also be more likely those people are more likely to exercise and less likely to smoke. It may be these factors rather than antioxidants that account for lower disease risk. So I guess more research needs to be done, but something to think about to battle strokes, try to live healthy and live a long time. Like I said, it's the main thing. Now, somebody who thought she was really healthy and was pretty lucky, got a little bit unlucky. Amy Schumer has COVID. She was forced to cancel her appearance at the Netflix is a joke festival last night. She said, I'm sad to say I had to cancel my show. I'm the first woman ever to get COVID. She joked. I tested positive for COVID-19 about an hour ago. So yeah, please, I don't know, but at least my hair looks good. She didn't describe her symptoms in detail. She appears to experiencing at least some congestion or coughing. Someone I know who had COVID recently, same thing. Lots of congestion, lots of coughing. She later returned to her Instagram to post a video demonstrating her deeper new voice, which she likened to Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos. COVID has given me this incredible Elizabeth Holmes voice. This is what I sound like now. That I have COVID She shares uh, She You know She has a three year old son With husband Chris Fisher She's feeling lonely And bored Because I'm away From my family On the bright side She noted that The separation Could be great Because they won't get They won't get it I hope And there you go Now apparently 
This came days after she marveled that she hadn't yet tested positive for COVID during an appearance on Seth Meyers' late night show. After Myers pointed out that she's just one of few people who knows who had yet to get COVID, she jokingly pointed to the sky and quipped, God's looking out. I'm a little smug about it. I haven't had it yet. Speaking of comedians, my Comcast subscription is letting me watch HBO Max now for free. And I have watched a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I had not seen the season that came out in 2020. It looks like they were filming it in 2019. He has this thing where he's competing against a guy named Mocha Joe. He doesn't like Mocha Joe because his scones are actually more like muffins. And his tables are shaky and wobbly. And the coffee's cold. So he said, I'm going to open up a spite coffee shop, a spite shop. A spite store next door And he calls it Latte Larry's And he has this thing About making the perfect urinal That's perfect for some bizarre reasons And then he has Purell on every table And back then Pre-COVID We laughed about it But now If you've not walked into any fast food place Or restaurant or anywhere else There's, you know, hand sanitizers everywhere Although I heard recently that the hand sanitizing companies are making a lot less than they were, like 50% less than they were a year ago. It's dropped a bit. What else? Oh my gosh, there's been I've missed a lot with you this week. I just had so much so much going on. I had people out at work, COVID, I mentioned about one thing. Somebody had COVID, so they were out. Somebody was out on a very, very, very long honeymoon. Good for him. Uh, Then I got some other news, not so good, of people leaving. And it's just, it's been, it's a lot of upheaval going on. I mean, it could be worse, but it's just been a busy, busy week. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I know that this is not... This is not a source of income for me In fact, this pulls money away from me Because I put money into the website And that costs Not a whole heck of a lot But it does cost And mikesdailypodcast.com is where you want to go To check out the website Just click around in it There's a lot of stuff I got a lot of podcast pictures there I got links to all the social media I'm on And I am not on TikTok So If you're trying to find Mike on TikTok, that's just not even... That's like putting a tree on a uh, tree. It's like putting a tree on a... It's on something superfluous. It's like putting a tree on something superfluous is what it is. There, I went a little Larry David on you. Look at the tree. It's on something superfluous. Uh, Pretty good. So, yes, what it is is just ridiculous... The, the, but oh, Larry David, by the way, how does the guy, how does someone, he, you know, I don't, at this point, he doesn't do it for the money. I think there's just all these ideas that cloud up his brain, and he's just got to keep doing these episodes. And there's all these bizarre ideas. If he, he would be like an Edison, these ideas he comes up with. 
you know, first off, he's changed the language as we know it, the English language. He's come up with all these words and these phrases and these concepts and the the fluffy shirt or frilly shirt or whatever it was and all these other short little concept funny word he sums up people so quickly with his brain mass in his head with these thoughts edited in the episodes that I watch well every Curb Your Enthusiasm has a a funny idea or a funny quip of something summed up that you see every day the side sit when you sit next to somebody at a restaurant usually if it's somebody that you're involved with A relationship A loved one of some sort Not someone that you just know as a friend You know, just casual friend or Coworker You usually sit across from them You don't side sit I don't know, that's one idea And then he, he was coming up with an app for people That There are a lot of jobs where people They don't get a chance to leave the station That they're at Not the radio station, like I'm talking in radio station world Usually when I'm doing a podcast But the people that are at a station They're like at a a, They they sell magazines Which is, I find odd There's a couple things about Curb Your Enthusiasm That don't click for me For one thing, everybody has uh, Some kind of East Coast accent It mostly sounds like people are from New York Or in the general vicinity and, and my lovely lady friend Who is from The New York area Originally Vouches for that But It is It's like the, And they're in the San Fernando Valley And I grew up in the San Fernando Valley I don't remember that many East Coast accents Around me I heard mostly Hey dude what's up Oh my god I'm going to the Galleria Oh my god That kind of thing Going to the Sherman's Galleria And that kind of thing Which is now Morphed into Typical Teenage females accent sounds something like that. Yeah. Or when uh, Jimmy Fallon does that, I guess that teenage girl skit he used to do called L. And I don't, but that's a little, it's like every one of his friends and everybody that he runs into at all the restaurants. Oh, and he eats out a lot. That's the other thing. Gosh, he eats out a lot. Which to me is bad news. If you eat out a lot, you would not be as thin as Larry David. There's just no way that most restaurants put a lot of to flavor up the food. They got to put a lot of fats in there and make it. But Mike, he eats at healthy restaurants. Eh, no. If you eat out a lot, A, it's expensive. B, it's you're going to get a lot of the butter and the fats and the stuff in your diet that you make you more heavy. I know because I'm finding that out now. I'm eating out a. Getting a lot of takeaway, as the Brits say, takeout food, as we say in America, and taking taking out all this food, that's got a lot more high fat quotient to it. I get fatter, and that's happening now. So I'm trying to avoid that. So he eats out a lot. Ger- lot, lot. Well, there are a lot of Germans in his shows. <laughs> He's got this one guy, the guy from Firefly, who flew the spaceship. He plays this German inventor Who's got a German shepherd I won't go into the completely what What's really funny about that whole thing But yes he And then the I think he likes a German car He likes Mercedes But he does So that 
is something I don't think is typical. Is the whole East Coast. Now, I haven't been in the San Fernando Valley in many years, so I don't know if it has changed since then, but it seems like that is one thing in particular about his show. And that's uh, okay. Where are we? Oh, so this podcast, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, how there is a, a lack of what we call listeners for this podcast. And after you've listened to about 24 minutes of this so far, you may understand why. But you might be wondering, oh, Mike, what is the most popular podcast? What is it everybody's listening to? Yours truly did a little research. And here's what I found. For one thing, it is very, very difficult to find out what is the top podcast. What is the most listened to podcast? You, When you do a Google search or a Bing search as I did because... Hey, you get points for that. I think. I think I get points for that. I'm supposed to get points for that. But when you do a search, it generally points you in the direction of Spotify. That Spotify has a chart that lets you know that they how many people are listening to them. To what particular podcasts. And, of course, the people... The, the one show that they dump the, they're dumping money in. The one that they're... Funding in particular is the Joe Rogan show, and that is number one on their charts. So that's a little suspect. I want to know a very objective what exactly is making is the most listened to podcast. And it says here on this website called statisticsanddata.org. Uh, if the the most popular podcast 2022, if the podcast market is growing and listeners are increasing all the time, what are the most popular podcasts? The Spotify charts help us answer this question. So they are basing this on what Spotify tells them. Is it the absolute truth? I don't know. But they do say number one is Joe Rogan. Number two is an Alex Cooper podcast called Call Her Daddy. And number three is the Always Sunny podcast. At any rate, then we see a lot of crime dramas in the lower part of the top 10. You get Crime Junkie, Morbid, Murder, Mystery, and Makeup. So I don't know. It's very. Then it says, it breaks it down and says that the most podcast listeners go to Spotify. And you can listen to this podcast on Spotify. You're welcome. Then the second most is Apple Podcast. So Spotify has 25%. So apparently of all the podcast listeners, they've got a quarter of the market. Then almost another quarter goes to Apple Podcasts. Then the next biggest is Google Podcasts. Yes, you would probably guess because Apple makes the most popular smartphone. Then it's the Samsung or the Google-based Android phones after that. And what is the most used podcast listening device on Google-based Android phones? Well, that would be Google Podcast, but they have 16%. And then comes Pandora with 15%. I don't know if this podcast is on Pandora. Then... 11% goes to, and this is interesting, people that go directly to the website 
of the podcast they are listening to. That's interesting because yours truly has his own website, mikesdailypodcast.com. And so it would behoove anybody who does a podcast to actually have a website so people can go there and then you can put all the added information. Then there's Audible, who is more oriented towards books. And I don't think, I don't know if I'm on there. NPR One, now I'm definitely not on there because this is not an NPR-based show. And I will say this about NPR. It's getting very, very annoying about NPR. And I once had a lot of respect for NPR and I've completely lost it. And if I'm burying this at the end of this podcast because this is somewhat controversial what I'm about to say, but it's true. You listen to a lot of NPR or a lot of NPR podcasts, you are going to hear a lot of very young voices. I have a young voice. I'm 53 and I have a young voice. It's just going to be one of these. Unfortunately, I don't have a young face, but I have the young voice. But I am I am older. The pe- the reasons why you're hearing young voices on NPR is because they are young people. They are being hired right out of college. They're very idealistic. They lack experience. It's like when you turn on any popular radio station, any station playing popular music, the music that's in the top 10 right now, it's all young people. That's how it is. That's how it's always been, pretty much. It's young people, and they're singing about these topics about love, and it's very shallow because these singers have not really experienced life. They have not really had the ups and downs of the turmoils and the divorces and children, maybe they lost a child, tragedy, all kinds of things that life brings you. These young people, for the most part, have not experienced that. They, the, the people that are on the NPR that are reporting, they're very young and idealistic. And it's just, there's this lack of, you, you, all you hear, you don't hear any of the nuance that you would get from an, a more aged host, a more aged reporter. And I mean, you still have like, was this flick and fold and all the, oh, and that's the other thing about NPR. I'll hear somebody and oh, hey, that young person did a pretty good job. That was a very good story. Who is it? And then they say the name and it's a name like you can't even, maybe you can phonetically say the name, but there's no way in your brain that you can spell out what their name is. It's just too different and out there. They don't hire anybody with boring names at NPR. If you got a boring name that sounds like somebody you would hear on a 1950s TV show, you are not going to be on NPR. You have to have a very out there, different name from a different continent, from a different planet maybe, and you will not be able to spell it. You try and write it down. You're like, is that, was that a T I heard? Was that a D? Is that a U or an H? What was that? And then if you try and go to the website that NPR has, they, they don't have the name. They don't have the reporter. It's very, it's very, it frustrates me. It's to no end. Oh, then at 8% is TuneIn. And yes, I'm on TuneIn. 8%. But you know what? TuneIn. I know people that work at TuneIn and they think they're all that and the cat. 
and the cat is in the pajamas and the cat's pajamas and all that. They think they're all that. You know what? It is. They're just like 1% more listened to than Deezer. What the heck's a Deezer? Yeah, I know. And just like 2% more than Stitcher. And I always give a thumbs up to Stitcher because they gave me a t-shirt for free. <laughs> and a free bumper sticker. Oh, and they invited me back. I, I, I emailed them. Hey, can I take a tour of your facilities? They had this one floor in a building somewhere in the financial district of San Francisco. And they were like, yeah, sure. Stop on by. You do a podcast every day? Wow, that's amazing. Stop by. And this is, this is a while ago. This podcast has been on for quite a while. We did get to episode 2,431 today. So I stopped by. Very nice people. They invited me back for like a podcast party where they were celebrating all kinds of podcasters, basically anyone who could show up. And then they did an award show. I was invited to that. Did not Was not nominated for anything, but got to meet a lot of podcasters that I look up to. So generally really nice people. Oh, and I got free pizza. I remember they got a couple pizzas and let the podcasters have some pizza and I think sodas. I had root beer, of course. And it was a wonderful time. So always give a thumbs up to Stitcher. Unfortunately, they're at the bottom of this list. But this is according to statisticsanddata.org. The most popular platform for listening to podcasts in the United States, it says, in 2020 was Spotify. So this is two years old, this information. So we'll see if that changes or it has changed at any rate. And we'll see. I wonder if my podcast is on Pandora. If Pandora gets that many listeners. Of course, if you do a search for Pandora, it takes you to the Diamond Store. Not (laughs) necessarily... Really? After all this time, you still... Yeah, and I don't know that many people that use Pandora. I know lots that do Spotify. But let's see. I'm going to look up Mike's Daily Podcast now. And, whoop, and it just kicked me out. Mike's Daily Podcast. Let's see what happens. Nope. The Daily. Oh, that, that podcast gets a lot of listens. Kid Bop. Um... Oh, rats. No, nope, I'm nowhere on it. Well, we'll have to f- fix that. Hopefully get on Pandora. I think I probably need to have a zillion listeners in order to do that. And not having any may be a bit of an issue for Pandora. But we're outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Look who's here. Hello, my gosh, it's Madame Rudebegon. This podcast has been very fascinating and instructive. Ooh. Good. Good, that's what I was trying to do. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to everyone. Thank you, it's wonderful. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. That's beautiful. And did you enjoy your Mother's Day? Yes. Did you enjoy listening to this podcast? Yes. Do you know what Pandora is? No. See, maybe it doesn't matter that I'm not on there. Look who else is here. Oh, dear Mike, this is Valentino the Bergantino. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike, it's really interesting what you're saying there about the top podcasts either have to do with a guy named Joe or with crime. Day. Yeah, crime. Do you know that? Well, guys, I guess you're right. 
So I got to talk about more about crime instead of stuff that helps people's lives. It helps them not get strokes. It helps them realize don't tempt fate with COVID like Amy Schumer did because you might get it. Ah. All right. Well, next show it'll be the wonderful Shelly Schuhart, Floyd the Floorman, John Deere the Engineer. Call me. Give me a call. Oh, I'm from the San Fernando Valley, so I got to talk like this. Give me a call. Tell me what you think about anything we covered today. 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM as in Mike Matthews. Daily as in what this podcast will try to be again. Take us out, A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.